You're listening to Two Guys, One Album with music insiders Michael Heidemann and Paul Farber. We are two music experts. Being experts is pushing it. Taking on the greatest albums of all time. Uh, it's a little subjective. Song by song with careful analysis. All right, I wouldn't say careful. Look, we're having fun with the songs. Two Guys, One Album. Is this a Mary Poppins movie? I'm a bit confused is and that, intrigued. Is this your British? There it is. Mm-hmm. I know what we're doing here. What's going on, Paul? Where are we? Sounds like it's time for two guys. One album. My name is Paul Farvar. And this is Michael Heidemann. We are going to go through what is many considered one of the greatest albums of all time i don't know if we're going to agree or not uh but we are the music insiders as you heard up top and we're going to go through this album pink floyd the wall pink floyd the wall i've heard about these guys uh they were they were pretty big yeah i I remember them being their name tossed around a little bit when i was growing up and this album especially is one of their most popular albums we thought that we'd dive into this one little did we know that we didn't have a lot of time and this song has about 1400 tracks on it so this album is a very long album it's our first double album we've never done a double album before and we're going to go through it um i do want to say all our episodes go 30 minutes this one might go 32 minutes because it's a double length we're going to add two minutes Um, (laughs) that's all you're going to add yeah, we're going to be fine. Um, and I got to say, um, you know, hey, people have been writing about our episodes. We are insiders. We'd love to hear from you if you think we got something wrong or if you got to add something. We, we're going to do episodes where we, we talk to you and hear from you. It's uh, two guys, one album at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Hit us up and we may talk about you on the air. Yeah, we, we have a listener episode coming up. We can't wait to get posted. And just for all those new listeners who are out there right now listening to the first episode, their first episode of Two Guys, One Album, we are two music experts. We dissect an album song by song with careful analysis. Careful. Very careful. And we never look at Wikipedia. We, we This is all top of the dome. Top of the dome. Everything we get <laughs> is our knowledge. First song on this album, Michael, is called in the flesh. In the flesh. Three minutes and 16 seconds. It's not too bad. You know, I kind of remember it now. It sets the stage for a very, very long and treacherous journey that Pink Floyd often finds with their albums. A lot of them were, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Dark uh, and gloomy. <laughs> <laughs> Conceptual. Yeah, well, this was uh, released in November of 1979. This was also part of The Wall, the movie that was uh, created based on this, as you say, concept. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, this was kind of the soundtrack to that album, if you will. Um, I said let's dive into the second one. Yeah, that song was okay. The The next song is called The Thin Ice. (laughs) That song was okay. It was just the guy screaming into the darkness. It's an intro. A lot of these songs are just like... Mm-hmm. Fillers mm-hmm. for the movie. You know, I love the fact that they did that because I was going to save this till the end, but they did do that whole Wizard of Oz thing where if you started at song number so and so, it it syncs up perfectly with the Wizard of Oz, where the house drops on the witch, and then you can do that. I mean, but that, this was this was a soundtrack to the movie. This wasn't some guy who was on shrooms that came up with this. This was they did this intentionally. <laughs> 
But I, I'm, I'm making the point that this band, I think, often looked ahead to, you know, make their music something a little bit different. This was also the time when a lot of bands went around the folklore of if you spin this album backwards, you can hear the devil or something like that. So it was a lot of these different aspects of albums that you don't really see today. Post Malone isn't going to do with the old spin spin my CD backwards, but well, the movie the movie came out three years later. Bob Geldof played Pink, who's this Pink Floyd character, but the album was released in '79. It sold 1.2 million copies in like weeks, the first few weeks, and this was like the long-awaited thing, and you know, kind of like their swan song in a way, because after this, Roger Waters and David Gilmour separated. Obviously, Sid Barrett, who was a part of this band early on. Uh, lost his mind and you know they talk about that in a different album shine on you crazy diamond and that's all information i retained when i liked this band i will say this not a fan of this band and uh we're gonna listen to this and see if it changes my mind and i think this song is not changing my mind at all i mean right from the get-go you can't deny their musicianship the way that they kind of just dive right in with these heavy guitar solos. I love the crunchy pedal noise that you get from these amplifiers. Uh, they knew how to create a great rock sound, and that's what they're doing with yeah, this Yeah, they're a rock band. That makes sense, but whatever. The next song is Another Brick in the Wall, part one. Not the hit version that everyone knows. That's part two, which we'll get to. But this is just kind of like the prequel. Same parts, same catchy hooks. Same bricks, maybe, Paul? I mean, it's still kind of cool that they do this. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm, well, I've never, full disclosure, never heard this album all the way through. This is my first time going through this journey with you, Paul. I'm glad we could both take this journey together. But I'm, it's interesting because I've heard these songs and I've heard the folklore about Pink Floyd for so long, and I want to know what the what the whole jazz is all about. What's their special sauce? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. I never bought in. My uncle was a huge, huge fan of Pink Floyd, and I have a lot of friends who were. One of my best friends was a huge fan of Pink Floyd. I just, I just never got into it. I mean, I kind of, I. This is my album we're listening to, and I probably have listened through it all the way through twice, once by mistake. It was just in the background when I was in, engaging in some activities that are probably not good for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Pink Floyd's, their concerts were actually always a multimedia event. Yes. Like, so they always focused on the art aspect of their music. And as of 1966, the group's live performances incorporated film. They were projected on the backdrop and onto the band themselves. So these guys knew what they were doing. Let's, we're short on time, though, so we're going to dive a little bit into this next song. Sorry for all those Pink Floyd fans who want to hear these songs all, all the way through. Here's the, song number four. The happiest days of our lives. I think there's still uh No actually Oh it just fades. Yeah. This they is do the, the fades. That's the Pink Floyd uh thing. The helicopter yeah, that's right. Because you're listening to this album, they don't want you to skip songs. That's right. Feels like I'm in the pl- movie platoon. <laughs> Is this still three? This is song number four. <laughs> this happiest days of our lives? Happiest days of our lives. Oh, so this is all the super intro to Another Brick in the Wall. So that's kind of funny. They they kind of did that. I forgot because 
Number five is actually another brick in the wall, but that's the four-minute version that they did um, for radio. But this whole thing, another brick in the wall, part one, happiest days of our lives, all that is really intros to the song. Hmm. Think about it, because I mean, you'll tell once you get, once we get to that point. You know, after we're going to dive right into that that fifth song real yeah. quick, which but is it is the song. After li- and See? here we go. It yeah. just starts right with the the hit and that's the that's what they did to you know it's funny they made it three minutes and 59 seconds because radio back then was like all songs had to be under four minutes and that's how they cut it mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. so i mean that's like their f you to the radio yeah it, i love that that it, it was the case back then because i just got done watching that bohemian rhapsody uh film and if if you're listening to this far into the future uh it, there was a mu- music uh documentary not a documentary but a music film uh that came out in 2018 with queen's uh background freddie mercury yeah. freddie mercury and they and there's this big famous scene where they go into the guy's office with bohemian rhapsody and the guy's like there's no way that a song that's six minutes long will play on the radio ended up being one of the most famous songs of all time hence this song by pink floyd another well this is if you put together another brick in the wall part one happy days our lives and another brick in the wall part two which was the hit part you're talking about a 10 minute song essentially with well i'm not very good at math but no it would be about nine minutes 46 seconds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway I'll everyone knows this song it's a great song it's iconic it's typical one of the top songs you think about with pink floyd but still if this comes on the radio i don't i don't turn it on i, I switch the station i'm like hey i'm gonna listen to wgn radio see what's going on <laughs> Uh, it was, you know, revolutionary for its time. It's the first time you hear a, ch- a children's chorus that isn't singing about gleefully uh, through the meadows or something like that. It's a it's dark fucking song. We don't need no education. This is song number six. Mother, also a very popular song. Mm. Mother, do you think they'll like this song? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. This was a Owned. great song. You know, you, this, go oh, ahead. I was going to say, you can hear the experimentation of the 1970s kind of feel when you're double tracking the vocals and you're putting two different types of vocals on, the clean vocal and the, the through the stereo affected vocals to make this kind of weird tone. Yeah, they definitely doubled up on the vocals. I just remember that part with the mother. Do you think they'll try to break my balls? When I was a kid, that was like my favorite song, just because of that. <laughs> He's saying balls, and I would be like, my mom would listen to me listening to it, and she can she didn't know that uh, they were saying balls. <laughs> with those deep, thick. That was the English funniest accents. part. Yeah, we missed it because we were talking over it, but that's fine. Um, so the next oh, song wait, we, we missed it Yeah you were talking I didn't want to interrupt your story Oh hang on a sec Let's let's go back a few minutes my balls. There Thank it you. is Thank you very much <laughs> How'd you know exactly where it was? <laughs> That's just the power of the podcast It's track number seven Here we go Goodbye Blue Sky Very cool song I, I do remember liking this as a kid But also so effing dark you know, I love the incorporation of these different sound effects, this atmospheric sound effects. It goes perfectly with their film. You like it? See, I don't. I, do. I think it's. I think it's a waste. Mommy, there's no plane up in the sky. Dark. Yeah, 
yeah it's just it's just like a surreal feeling and i'm like i don't know if i want to hear a soundtrack of a movie while i'm listening to music do you think that they went in with the intention of one day being the favorite album of stoners across the planet <laughs> like, well back then everybody was stoned yes and that's the thing for me when i stopped smoking pot a lot of the music i listened to when i was high doesn't hold up like i was a huge deadhead mm-hmm. but then i stopped smoking pot i'm like what is this i can't listen to this anymore <laughs> That's what happens when I just you get offended off the, everybody. The <laughs> Same with fish, by the way. I Ooh, say that man. we'll cover fish when we cover Shots fish. Shots fired. That's right. You heard it. What about Grateful Dead? I, you know, I, I was a big, I was a closet deadhead, mm-hmm. and uh, when I stopped smoking pot, I was like, I can't, I don't get this anymore. <laughs> You're telling me. I have, I have a story to tell you after the podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, a quick side note about the wall. Roger Waters actually fired Richard White right during the sessions for 1979's The Wall, but then brought him back as a contract laborer sideman for the subsequent money-losing tour. So they were losing money on this they put iconic so much, album. They put so much into their concerts. They had an inflatable pig. They had so, I mean, <laughs> Simpsons used to make fun of them at their concerts. I remember that like, episode. That's the Pink Floyd, because they would do all this shit in their concerts. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you're losing money. Like, it's okay. It's not about the money. But it was about the money. Well, the obviously end. it was. They, so they brought him back. That made Wright the only member of Pink Floyd not to lose money on the tour. So he actually came out okay. Yeah. And he wouldn't be a full member again until 1994's The Division Bell. Good for you, Richard White, right? Stand up for what you believe. You should start a band with Ahmed Wallace. <laughs> What's the next? That'd be uh, the greatest supergroup of all time. <laughs> What's the next song we got here? It's, uh, song number eight, "Empty Spaces." I don't even remember this now. I bet you this is one of those. You know, Kanye West had like skits. These guys have like these cerebral, like landscape or ambiance songs. It's, <laughs> It's just a bunch of birds. It's just a bunch of weight. Yeah. Well, we often talk. I, I bring the story up in like every third podcast or every album that we do. But there was a time when, by folklore legend, Pink Floyd spent hours upon hours upon hours with their producer trying to make an album of just kitchen utensils and the producer gave up and nearly lost his mind when they were flicking a rubber band to get the right tone for like 12 hours and he's like i'm I'm done with this this is this is not gonna work album never came out pink floyd disbanded the pig got deflated it was just it was the worst outcome for them i thought that story was gonna start with for years they've been trying to work with kanye west <laughs> but no yeah this is just uh this is just one of those time fillers let's go to the real song song number Young nine Lust. this was another song that was radio friendly i'm feeling it i never i see i can't get into it it's just it's like prog rock gone wrong I just didn't like the vocals I feel the songs here's my problem with Pink Floyd songs are too dark too many guitar solos and their keyboard has slept with my ex-girlfriend so I've got a lot of problems <laughs> is that with true? Them. that's a true story no way Roger Waters keyboard has slept with my ex-girlfriend that's 20 years after this album but so, so what I'm gonna hold a grudge no <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there cause in the interest of full disclosure <laughs> So I have a little bit of tidbit of info. A little bit of tidbit. That's what I like to say. Uh, that bit of gibberish that I just spoke and the gibberish just before the lyrics that began on the wall's empty spaces, the song that we just heard, is actually a backward mask dialogue that states, congratulations. And we, Paul, just have discovered the secret message. Well, that was a song before Young Lust. Yep. All right. Young, Young Lust is my favorite so far because it just pops that right That was a it. hit. That was their hit after uh, Another Brook in the Walls. 
one of my turns. This is another one of those skit things, I think. And if you notice, when so you're weird, they made these songs. So you listen to them with headphones because we we have headphones right now. You could see mm-hmm. that it's going from one side to the other. Yeah, bouncing That's, back and forth. They were they were again one of those things where you have to be high to appreciate. Ahead of the game, it's like a conversation that this person is having. Oh man, I'd be tripping. But the out. intro is like three minutes long until we get to the next song. I mean, come on. Which is? Don't leave me now. Don't leave me now. I'm sorry, we're gonna have to leave you. Let's go to the song. This is just all intro bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. We're, we're equal opportunists We were Sarah. talking about this before we even started the, this episode, and we said this might be our most controversial episode, and right from the get-go, I think it might be, because well, we just start. And and, I, and and not holding a grudge. I know you guys are all going to say, oh, you just, because you're mad. I'm not, I'm not mad. You're just bitter, Paul. You would have loved Pink Floyd if you were from the 70s. Here we go. Brick in the, another Brick in the Wall, oh, did part we do, three. Do we do Don't Leave Me Now? That was, cut the, oh, that, that was, was it? it? The, yeah. So there was two back-to-back? Um... <laughs> Uh, fillers? I'm not sure if Don't Leave Me Now was actually a, a filler song. We just cut it in the first 15 seconds. Well, one of my turns was. But anyway, this is the same song. It's just the outro in a way. Are you ready to dive into Goodbye? Did we really, did we do one of my turns and Don't Leave Me Now? So, Go back and let's check. Did we do right. 10? I just, I don't want, we can't, we're nothing if we're not accurate on this This show. is Don't Leave Me Now song number 11. Yeah, we did this one. You know what? I'm going to dive right into the middle of it just so you guys make sure. Yeah, this is filler garbage. <laughs> That's why we skipped it. I know, but did we do Don't Leave Me Now? This is Don't Leave Me Now. This is a song. But what about One of My Turns? One of My Turns was is number 10. Number 10, and this is Don't. One of My Turns. Oh, yeah, this is all filler. <laughs> why, is this, why are we wasting time with this? I nonsense? just want to make sure. Okay, Goodbye Cool go, World is I'm number go. 13. Would you, would you like to see me try? So that was. One of my turns. That's how oh, it ends. Yeah, this is all the fucking fun. All right, Goodbye Cruel World is, is a 48-second song to close out the first album or first disc of this double disc. Yeah, this is... It's a, 48 seconds. They make you work for loving this album. They make you work for it. And it's funny because this is almost like an intro to the first song on the next uh, album or the next CD, which is Hey You, which is also a famous song of theirs. So you said this one was filler too? This is 48 seconds of filler nonsense. Mm, we gotta just, just groove on it for a second, Paul. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you listen to this shit? If you, and you know what? If you were high and you started listening to this and you were in a good mood, this would put you in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm, I I'm, just don't get it. I'm mainly upset that this whole album was disc number one of The Wall was just filler. There were about three songs on <laughs> this three album. three songs, What's yeah. going on and here? And guess what? Guess what, Michael? There's going to be more. I know when we started this, we like, oh, we're going to do a two-album. Uh, I was like, Michael, it's not really a two-album cover because a lot of this shit is we're covering a lot of skits. It's all it is. It's a bunch of skits. And if you have heard our old episodes with Kanye West or any of Lauren the other, Hill. Lauren Hill. Paul's not a big fan of skits, are don't, you? Don't. Listen, if I'm putting in music, I want to hear music. I don't want to hear you talking. You're not a comedian. <laughs> You're not a fucking actor. Just do your music. I mean, I get it. If you want to act, I have no problem with it, but don't put it on the album. Mm-hmm. If you want to be funny, hey, that's what Twitter is for. <laughs> All right, disc number two. Here we start off with Hey You. Hey You! That's the first line of the song. I know. I I remember hearing this one. I was in a Grateful Dead cover band when I was in high school, and I remember these guys would spin this album nonstop, and it would just give me the worst headache because I wanted to fit in so bad, but I don't think it was worth listening to this album more than once. 
And quote me on that. Listeners, two guys, one album at gmail.com. I'll stand by my statement. Or just prove us wrong. Hey, you. Out there in the cold, getting. Okay, this is a world famous song. Mm-hmm. But the transition of music that has happened since the 1970s, end of the 70s, going into 2018, has far surpassed what they've created with this album. I feel like I'm being mean now. I need you to shit on this album a little bit more, Paul. I'm not shitting on I Actually, I loved this song when I was younger, but it doesn't hold up for me. It's like I graduated from this kind of music. And I can't say that about a lot of music from the 70s, you know, or the 80s. The Police still holds up for me. I listen to The Police every every time it comes on the radio. Led Zeppelin songs, Rolling Stones, even the Beatles. But like Pink Floyd, I, I skip this song when it's on the radio. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to this next one really fast. Here's number two, flowing Which in is from still, song number one. Yeah, all their things like flow in because it's still the end of Hey You in a way. Oh, this is, is anybody out there? Is that the first words of this song too? Possibly. Yeah, see, it's just like an outro of the song. They just... They're playing games with the radio company. This is still AU. <laughs> no, this is. Is this there anybody is out there? Yeah. <laughs> so, <right>. really, <laughs> they just were lazy. They just were like, you know what? <laughs> we're not going to cut a radio version. We'll just cut the, we'll cut the last verse of the album, <laughs> of the song Hey You. You know what? It reminds me. This is song number three, by the Nobody way. Nobody Home. Nobody Home. Again, a filler, I guarantee you. And what I'm. What I'm thinking is maybe they were really short on money and they're like, hey guys, we need to create this album, but we only have got four hours. Of, yeah, we only have four hours of studio time, so we gotta bang this out in just one take. So here we go. <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> hey, are the birds ready? Are the bir- chirping birds? How about no, the girl? I, you're saying they planned that. I bet you they're like, Hey, I got an idea. I hear birds outside. Let's mm-hmm. just let's just record it. Let's just put it on the album. This is this just they're like, hey Roger, you're gonna go take a shit. <laughs> bring this bring this uh microphone. We might cut we might create some new sounds. <laughs> Oh man, I just I just ruined this album for some people. <laughs> like we need some we need some organic sounds. What can we do with organic? I'm tired of instruments. I heard my girlfriend cough a few minutes ago. Get Let's that get on that tape. on tape. Get it on tape. And All it's right. gonna be a different girlfriend than the one that Paul Farvar was sleeping with <laughs> 30 years later in the world. No, I'm just kidding. They had it all planned out, just like this album. Here we Nobody go. Song number four. four Vera. This is your girlfriend's name? Vera. No, that was, that was, you know what most common or the most popular Vera name was? Aloe Vera. No, Cheers, Norm's character. Norm, <laughs> George Wentz's character, Norm on Cheers. His, his wife was named Vera. That's right. You, okay, you it, never see her in all the seasons of Cheers. You, you, people might not know this. Paul's not only a comedian, not only a music insider, but he knows the most random stuff about uh, 80s sitcoms 80s sitcoms cheers and what's that other uh webster, webster. <laughs> love it and now i'm into i'm onto barney miller holds up <laughs> holds up vera is a one minute three thirty five second song which is wasting all of our times so let's skip this michael you know what do you think there's not a thinking? real song coming up to be honest with you until comfortably numb these are all fillers for their for their soundtrack movie that they were creating three years into the future. How about Bring the Boys Back Home? Again, one minute, they just took out the 
They took out the microphone out to the world. They're like, hey, I see, a, I see an airplane coming. Let's get this on the, let's get this on the album. <laughs> Does anybody here remember Virulin? It's just an intro to Comfortably Numb, it's, which is the next song. It is a beautiful idea, the way that they created this album. Let's go into it. Comfortably Numb. Is this Comfortably? Oh. You skipped ahead. I did. I skipped over number five, Bring the Boys Back Home, into Comfortably Numb. That's not the beginning of... That is. It, as you know from the other tracks, it transitions oh. into these songs. That's so stupid. They've got an idea behind these songs. Well, let's listen to a little of it so people say, we don't, we don't, you guys don't play enough the music. All right, here, we'll play a few minutes. Seconds, not minutes. Okay, this is this is my favorite song on the album. I do. The, I'll keep this one on when it comes on the loop or uh, XRT. No, I, I skip this faster than you can say. Comfortably numb. <laughs> Comfortably numb. Not a fan of the song. I think I like that. I'll be honest with you. I loved Another Brick in the Wall when I was a kid, and I liked this song. I liked Mother because they said balls, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that's it. I don't know if I, I Hey You is okay. But like seriously, this song doesn't hold up. And, and and the thing is, the guitar work is great. But I would say the same thing about a lot of those Van Halen songs. They had great guitar solos, but I'm not listening to right here, right now anymore. <laughs> That's another good one. You know what, Paul? <laughs> All no of matter, those no keyboards ma- on that, I know. No matter what we say, the show just must go on. And that's the next song, song number seven, which is just an outro of "Comfortably Numb." You know what all the stoners are saying right now? They're like, you know why you're doing it wrong? Is you're not, but you just gotta let it flow. Let it flow. Feel the vibe, man. That's the, this it, was actually a cool song. You know what? I, I actually, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I actually like this we song. This, the blending of voices almost is eagle-esque. Like when you were creating a lot of folk rock music from America, they must have been listening to some of those albums. Yeah, but the Eagles song almost an ELO, Mr. Blue Side kind of feel to this. Song. Yeah, but the Eagles and ELO had like. They weren't minor chords. They were like happy songs. They were like poppy and like bubblegum pop fresh to them. These are like downers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just the voice or the minor keys or what, but it's freaking bumming me out. You guys can't see this, but Paul's smashing his fists onto the table right now. And I've got a tear, teardrop. (laughs) There's a dove floating. In the flesh, number eight. This is another one of those depressing songs. Got a little Beach Boys thing going on there. <laughs> I'm down with it. Okay, so we, just if, for a second, if we can give them anything, the guitar playing is phenomenal, and the blending of voices is obviously top quality. Not many bands can do it the way that Pink Floyd did it. But besides that, um, I am enjoying this song. Not much for the for the filler songs, but I do like this song. So yeah, I do like this song. Might like to. Ooh, it's like great, a vaudeville feel to yeah, it. Yeah, great delay, great echo chamber on the vocals. To feel the but we don't got all day. We got to go to the next one. No, that too. That was fine. You got a lot of time. Song number nine, "Run Like Hell." This is nine. Yeah. Oh, because it skips right. It's one of those blending things. <laughs> it's, it's We're pissing those, everybody off. Everyone's just like, they're like, why did I even put this podcast on today? We've, uh, we've if you made it this far, thank you. <laughs> If you made it this far, message us at two guys one album at gmail.com. We'll give you a f- we'll give you this album. I'm gonna give you my 
original copy of this album. You heard it here, Paul Farvar. Message us. Two guys, one album at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Rate review. First person who writes back that they want this album. Because I guarantee <laughs> you, I will never listen to this album again. <laughs> All right, they close it out with. Okay, so that's some good filler. Oh, so this is going to go into Run Like Hell. Right? Yes. Number ten, nine. And here we go with This is kind Run of a like cool hell. song. I remember this one. This would be a cool song to see live. You can get that great pulsating beat. The drums are mixed perfectly in this song. Good job to their producer on this album. <laughs> you're you're saying good job to a producer who's like probably the probably like dead from all the cocaine he did after this album. <laughs> also, he's like one of the most famous producers of all time. He's like, I'm glad that those guys are those two, two guys, guys from <laughs> Chicago. Really? Kudos to them. Oh, those insiders? <laughs> I was having a shitty day until that guy said, great job on the production with the drums. All right, let's dive into the next one real quick. Song number 10, Waiting for the Woman. Mm, I like the name of that song. It's just the end of the run. All right, I'm, gonna, like hell. I'm just going to skip to them. I mean, that's all. I'm, I'm just saying they do that for all these songs. Is this Goodbye, Cruel World? <laughs> no, this is song number 10, Waiting, Waiting for, for the, the Worms. All right, so when I came into this album, I for, totally forgot how much voice blending they did in harmonies they used. I'm giving them extra points for this. I'm, I'm tailing it up in my head at the moment. But I don't like the vocals. I think that's the problem I'm having is I usually like good lyrics, good vocals. I do like the harmonies. I, everyone loves harmonies, but it's like depressing what they did with them. It's like sad. It's almost like one of them speaking. It's not like a falsetto or anything like that. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see that. Why the music stop? Oh, sorry. I, I, could, I should probably get this going. It's song number 11. It's called Stop. The music didn't stop. It's, it's 30 same nine seconds. This is just filler. You can skip the, go to the trial, which is number 12. So that was the end of the last song. Stop. But it it's not a song. It it's 39 seconds of filler. It's not, we don't call it a song. Paul knows a lot about this. It's the trial. He's... <laughs> He is a lawyer. He half wrote this song in the 1970s. Yeah, another throwback to the vaudeville. You got the like kind of, uh, kind of the gypsy punk feel in this song. I just hate it. <laughs> Reminds me of work. <laughs> Let's dive into the final song here on the album. It's called "Outside the Wall." All right, this is just filler to close out the last one minute for it. You know what? I'm ready to vote on this thing. You ready? And, to, and you know what? This, this is probably one of our fastest podcasts because we were like worried about time. But honestly, we're like ahead of schedule because so many of these songs were filler, <laughs> and yeah. four of them were the same fucking song. Just. <laughs> 
<laughs> tricking us with part one, part two, part three, and then also the intro and outros that they did, which I understand was probably done to make them radio friendly. But mm-hmm. that being said, I still hold to my belief that Pink Floyd is overrated. Um, one of my dear, dear friends who's no longer with us, uh, Pink Floyd was his favorite band, and I always used to fight with him about it. I actually gave him my copy of Wish You Were Here, which, by the way, is a great song. There's a lot of great Pink Floyd songs out there. None of them, in my opinion, are on this album. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't like this su- album. Um, I think it's overrated. I do appreciate what they've done for music and uh, what this album did in terms of bringing uh, prog rock, pop yeah. prog rock to the table. Fair. But it doesn't make me like this album anymore. Tell us how you really feel, Paul. Please. I, I respect Pink Floyd. I just don't like their music or the album. I'm going to give this album, and again, our system is uh, 11 likes is the most you can give mm-hmm. on this uh, episode or any of our episodes of Two Guys, One Album. 11 likes, because that is the Facebook standard of you stop seeing the names after the 11 yes, likes. Yes, that so means you, you've made it. You want to reach the 11, and you want to turn it up to 11 like most of these albums do. Not so much this one, but who knows? Who knows? I'm at the edge of my seat waiting to hear your <laughs> I rating, Paul. This might be our lowest rated for me thus far. I'm going to give this three likes. I'm going to give it <laughs> a top hat for the vaudeville, the top hat emoji, mm-hmm. um, and also the pig emoji for their inflatable pigs because they do put on great concerts, um, but their songs are depressing. They're sad. I, I think they're too long. There's not enough pop and hook to them for me to like, and uh, and uh, and I'm not bitter about the keyboardist not at all (laughs) but i do i do not like this album and the offer still stands for whoever wants this album (laughs) original version what's your rating michael this was a this was an interesting album i've never listened to it before it was great to go through it i was a little bit scared of the size of it because i thought we were going to be listening to it forever but told you not to worry didn't there were so yes yes you made me comfortably numb by the fact that there were so (laughs) many gosh darn skits on this album uh i as you said before you gotta give them credit for what they've done for music they're legends in their own time they really brought in a whole new facet to what a conceptual album can become how movies Movies and music can be tied together. I'm sure to God that Meatloaf wouldn't be who he is if he didn't hear this album in the next. Or Rush. Or Rush. And the thing is, they were coming up at the same time, and I get it, and everyone was kind of working together. This was the feel of music in the 1970s, and I understand that, so that's why I'm giving them a higher score than I was originally going to give them. The harmonies are off the chain. The sweet melodies are are fantastic. For the songs that they did have, I I enjoyed. I enjoyed Comfortably Numb. I love the, the, the way that their guitars blend together. And four, Pink Floyd's The Wall. I'm giving this album four and three quarters a rating. Four and three quarters likes? Oh, yes. Let me take that again. I'm giving this album. You can't give quarters because there's no quarter likes. You either give it a thumb. You can do a a half thumb. You can do a lot of things, but likes are likes. Don't tell me about my thumbs. I'm giving it four and three quarters alike, and I'm standing by that. I'm giving it the music symbol, the choir singer, the wall symbol, of course. And much like you, Paul, I'm giving it the bacon for the pig that they shot out in those Simpsons episodes. All right, fair enough. I think this was a good, good, uh, good podcast. Yeah, I think we did. We did our part to, as music insiders, to give the opinions of an of an expert. I know people. There's a lot of people that are like, "Who's this Pink Pink Floyd we keep hearing about?" Mm -hmm. Well, now we've told you who they are (laughs) and what this album is. Um, 
we'd love to hear your feedback. And I know if you're Pink Floyd fans, we would also like to hear what we got wrong on mm-hmm. this. Uh, we tried to go as fast as we can because we, as we, as you know, none of our episodes have gone over 30 minutes, and we've <laughs> done over 20 episodes, and we kept our promise. Um, if you want to follow us, uh, we're on Twitter at Two Guys One Album, mm-hmm. uh, and please uh, follow us, love, like us, and uh, rate us on iTunes at uh, Two Guys One Album, and uh, email us Two Guys One Album the number two guys number one album at gmail.com yes you did can, i cover everything that was absolutely perfect you covered every single aspect of where they can find us and you can even write us if you find that the uh address for wgn radio that's where we usually podcast out of so just write us here in chicago illinois we'd love to hear contact from you we always get back to every single person yes. who writes us and that's true that's we the have one so part far. that is true everything um, is true we're nothing if we're not accurate michael <laughs> Where can people find out more about you? You can find me, Michael Heideman. I'm a, I'm a host and producer here at WGN Radio. You can find me at michaelheideman.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Michael H and on Instagram at Arthur Fonzarelli. Paul, what about you, my friend? PaulFComedy.com on Facebook at PaulFComedy or on Instagram at Paul Farvar, F-A-R-A-H-V-A-R. Paul, this was another excellent episode of Two Guys, One Album. One album. One album. One album. One album.